0: Welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. If you're new to freelancing or looking to maximize your success on platforms like Upwork, you're in the right place. Each week, we invite industry experts and freelance superstars where we unpack their strategies and hear their stories on how they launched and grew their own freelance businesses. Here's your host, a successful entrepreneur, freelancer, and success strategist, Leah Myers.
1: Hey, everybody. I am so excited to record this episode and for you guys to listen to it. I have my new friend, um, Cassie, here. Cassie is actually a sister to one of my clients that I've been working with for a few years, and so we just kind of met and instantly connected, and it's just been super fun to get to know you. And Cassie is a sales and marketing strategist, so I'm going to go ahead and just let you kind of introduce yourself, and then we'll jump into talking about new freelancer coming out of a nine-to-five job, nine-to-five-plus job, um, and all of those things.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I started um, my career in the corporate world. I've done that for the past 10 years. I first started um, for an agency out in LA and did that, loved it. But my family's in the Midwest, so it was time to move back. And when I moved back, I held a couple different jobs, but my longest one was with an industrial company in the area doing a B2B channel. The client was, or the customer, the end user, we sold through a channel, so it was really that strategy of thinking, how do we get to that end user, but we're selling through a channel? And I loved the challenge. But at the same time, another challenge came up and it was that retail space. And so that B2C customer. So I got an opportunity to go to a retailer in the Midwest and where I recently was. um, And then I decided that it was time to start my freelancing
1: journey. I love that. There's so many different feelings and emotions that go through that. Will you just kind of go through and just kind of take us on that journey? What made you, you know, like what you were feeling as you were just kind of going through that? And then what made you take that final leap?
2: Absolutely. So freelancing was something always in the back of my mind. It was how can I work as hard as I want to and get paid for what I, the effort that I give? Um, I'm a really hard worker. That's been in me from the beginning, and so this freelancing thing kind of was that bug in the back of my head. How am I going to do it? But how am I going to do it? What does that look like? There was so many emotions for me that I felt almost like the negative outweighed the positive. Can I do this? What if I do this and I don't produce money? You know, what if I do this and I... I don't know, it felt selfish. There were so many emotions for me that I couldn't do it. And finally, though, I had my son and my son was the big reason for me that it was if there's ever a time to bet on myself, the time is now. And it's really that time that I need to take for myself. And I've had major supporters that have been there for me. But really, my son looking in his eyes and thinking, I don't want to be away from him for 10 hours a day. Is really that thing that I said, you know what, time to put the naysaying behind, time to bet on myself and and be here. And that was the first time that I think that my emotions changed from scared and overcome with, I can't do this to, you know what, I can do this. And there's a reason why I can do this. And it's this cute, bright
1: eyed boy right here. I love that. I'm so excited to just see how life continues for you in this new journey. Um, I love watching new freelancers get started if they're, you know, a single, if they're doing this right out of college, if they're doing it as they're in college, as wherever they're at. But I have a special place in my heart and just like accepting and just appreciation when I see moms who are doing this because that's, that was me. Like my kids have always been the forefront of my business and could have I made more money other places, different, you know, places in my life in their lives, maybe. But I, I don't ever regret though the decision of being there for them and them being in the forefront of my business. Um and now as I have a senior in high school, so we're on completely different wavelengths here. Like you have a brand new baby. I have one that's like ready to leave the nest here. And so like these emotions are very different. <laughs> but I'm just so grateful for the time the In the moment it's kind of frustrating when I get the phone call from him at school, like, hey mom, I forgot my lunch, or hey, I forgot that I have this. Can you bring me this? Or hey, mom, like I have a band concert tonight and it was nowhere on my schedule and I was planning to work this evening. You know, like all of those things in the moment you don't always appreciate it, but now like I'm taking this year, this his senior year as kind of a reflection of like all of those things that I missed out. I don't have those things. I have the appreciation for all of the things, the classroom mom, the field trips, like all of those things that so many other people are not privileged To have, and it just makes me super excited when I hear moms taking taking the chance on themselves, jumping into the unknown, and it can be super scary, overwhelming, and all of those different emotions. So you mentioned that you have some supporters, and I think that that's great. Um, so tell me more on your history of like your family, like entrepreneurs. Have they worked for you know themselves? They're worked for someone. Of jump into that too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me, just like you said, I will say my family is my biggest support system. They have been my whole life. Um, I am the youngest by a lot. And so I joke that I have four parents and I would also say four cheerleaders. Um, they always want me to. They always want the best for me. And so growing up, um, my dad owned his own company. He busted his butt. And while I might be the the youngest of his children, I have joked that his company was actually his baby. Um, he there was not a day that he was not worried about his company, thinking about how he can keep his employees, you know, getting paid through the recession, through different changes. Um, that was really his big in like thing that he instilled in me was. He was never off his company, but that also didn't mean he was off for his family. Um, My mom held us down um, from the family front, but the two of them always made sure that we had everything we needed and that that they were a united front, even if dad's mind was somewhere else. So I knew it was possible. And that's where when I say that freelancing bug or even just going out on your own was always there. I wanted it. I saw it. I wanted it. But I the fear, the fear is what kept me going. And so, you know, then we fast forward, let's say my sister, she decides to go out on her own. Um, I think it was five, six years ago. She's probably gonna kill me for not knowing exactly when, but when she did it, same thing, she started and it was awesome. And I saw what she's done. I saw the flexibility she's able been able to have. I've seen how hard she's worked to put her family first, but at the same time, she's still there to be there to tie her kids' kid's shoes on their way to school or to do the things. And, you know, I'm not saying that this life is the only life, because as you just went through, Leah, everyone has their own story. And I respect that. And I understand that there are tough decisions we all have to make. So this is not to put anyone down. But when I looked at that life that my sister had and that we grew up with, I thought to myself, I want to put myself in a position that financially our family can do what we want, but also that. If I work really, really hard, we are compensated for that. And or if I want to take a little bit of a pause and really focus on my family, that's OK, too. And I don't have to worry about my job and if I'm you know, going to be let go or if there's something that comes up. And so looking at my sister, looking at my dad and then the, the third and final straw was really my husband and I have had a joke for years. So my husband works in engineering uh, in the manufacturing space and we always have had a bet, you know, who has the most potential to make the most money? What does that look like? And he has always said, it's me. I never believed that. I thought he was crazy. And I would joke and roll my eyes and tell him, no, you're nuts. You know, this is it's you manufacturing right now. We know is the boom, right? There's so much need. There's so much, um, discussions, you know, politically about that. And so when I kind of threw the softball to him and said, I, think I want to stay home with our son. What do you think? He of course was, yeah, let's do it. Let's get on board. What do you need? You know, how are we going to do this? What does our life look like? Um, you know, yes, we're going to have to tighten up our pocketbook for the next however many months he loves budget. So he dove into that. That was his yeah. first thing. Um, but really, you know, it he said, you have so many supporters, let's talk about them. So we sat down with my dad, talked about what is this going to look like financially? How are we going to do this? What do I need to start up a company? How do I start up an LLC? All the little things that seemed overwhelming to me, let's break it down. And then same thing, had this same discussion with my sister at the dinner table. All right. Now, here's what I'm thinking. How do I do this? What do I do about costs? All the things, honestly, Leah, that you have covered in your podcast, we had at Kitchen Table discussions, depending on who it was in our family and how to do it, because I think hearing it from my family, I believed it could happen. I've seen it happen. But when I listened to your podcast, I thought, wow, this isn't just my family. We are all thinking about these topics. We are all discussing how do we do it? And so really, for me, the support and the thought was never... I. I'm very fortunate. I didn't have a lack of that. If anything, I've had people who've been telling me I can do this for years and it was really me. Do I believe I can do this? And like I said, my son and looking at his smile every morning and thinking that his first smile of the day is the best in the entire world. And if I was rushing him out the door to get to work, I don't know that I would take a moment to pause and enjoy that and that was when i said you know what everyone else is believing in me it is time to put on my big girl pants and let's mm-hmm. do this so yeah i'm i'm fortunate and i i would hope that you know everyone has that support and if you don't i'm happy to share mine because they are the best cheerleading crew in
1: in the world i would say i love those dinner table conversations so for me it, i am the first entrepreneur in my family. So my family does not get it. Um, When I told them that I was going to do my own thing and not work for someone, they were like, they still like question lots of entrepreneurial things that I do. um, And they just don't get it. So I'm grateful that you saw like the the whole point of the Talking Freelance podcast is to talk through these things. So if you don't have that support system, you have, you know, this person that can help you create this roadmap. You can, you can figure it out. You have, you're equipped with the tools to be able to figure it out yourself with confidence. Um, Yeah. So I love, um, I love that you have that support system. That's that's super awesome. Um can you jump into um, sharing some of your goals? Like I know that you're newly, you know, new to the freelancing world, but I know that you have some big goals. So you want to just share what your goals are for 2024? I think that's super fun.
2: Yeah, I would love to. I do have big goals. Um I have been laughed at a couple times, but I am ready and here to m- do the work and make it happen. So um, my biggest goal for the next year is really replace my corporate salary with doing this. And I would love to do it at a fourth of the hours. So if I could replace my corporate salary and work 10 hours, maybe 15 hours, that would be my dream. Um, so I'm, you know, like I said, I really, what do I have to do to make that happen is I've been really doing what you talked about or what everyone talks about. How many hours do I want to work? what do I need to mm-hmm. do to make that happen? And how do I find the right jobs that, that fit for me and that really inspire me? And so big dreams, big goals, but time to make it happen. No more hiding under that rock and thinking that I can't do it and rolling my eyes when people tell me I should do it. It's time to, to do it. So I'm here. Yeah. Let's see what happens.
1: That's awesome. So the safety security thing is definitely a thing. Imposter syndrome is real. Do you want to kind of, now that you, I mean, I know that you had some imposter syndrome stuff going on, which took a little bit longer for you to make the decision to become a freelancer, but now that you're doing it and share with us some of the, like, have you had any imposter syndrome things that kind of have crept in? Of course.
2: Imposter syndrome is real. It crippled me from, like I said, I mean, I've thought about this my whole professional career, but it was crippling. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think I could do it. Um, And then, you know, when I decided to make this leap and have that discussion with my husband and a lot of the questions I looked at him in the face and said, you know, who am I? Why? Why am I? I'm going to leave a good salary on the table. Who am I? Why? If it was this easy, couldn't everyone do it? It almost felt selfish. It felt like a decision that I was going to do. And so, you know, that spiral of negativity kept me. And then I pushed past it. Like I said, my son was the reason. And now here we are today. And of course, I mean, bidding a job. Yeah. I always have imposter syndrome before I get on that phone. I think, am I going to tell my rate and they're going to tell me I'm crazy? Or am I going to tell my rate and they're not going to think I'm worth it? Um, all of that, every time I get on the phone, I have that. And like I said, for me, really, I need to figure out what is that. And so when I do have that fear and when I do have that, I really look at my son first to start to, to realize I I can do this and he's why I want to do it. But also I'm really lucky because I have industry contacts that also are in the area that I have not publicly told anyone I've been doing this. And so Leah, this is the first time that we're going out there and we're throwing out my my voice. But they have reached out to me saying, what are you doing now? We know you're not just sitting at home. Come, let's go have coffee. And so even talking with them, and I think their reactions to me to say, we know you're not just, we know that there's more. Um, that even itself is a confidence boost because they know me and they know that I wouldn't just sit at home and be you know, uh, allow this to overcome me. There had to be more. And so I haven't shared more, um, but I have appreciated the texts and the calls and the coffee dates because they know there's a secret. And so, you know, that really has helped me get over the imposter syndrome because they know me, they know what I'm worth and hearing, what are you doing now? Tell us what you're doing. Tell us that secret. That in itself has invigorated me to know that, this isn't something crazy. Anyone who knows me knows this is my personality. This is what I want. And I go after what I want. So it's been a lot. It's real. It happens every day. It happened before and it happens now. But I, I really just realized, I think my, my moral for the next year is put on my big girl pants and dig deep. And I've had to do that and I can. So, you know, I'm, as I get the wins, that's one of those things that really is allows me to take my mind and say, you know what, you can do this. Stop. The negative voices and really instead focus on the positive voices.
1: I love that. Um, I think the first step is just to one, get over yourself. And the second step is to just get started. And so, um, any freelancers who are just kind of looking to get started, I do have the freelance launch plan and I will put that link in the show notes. So you can go ahead and grab that and it will walk you through, um, the steps that I used to get started, um, just to kind of give you that boost of confidence. If you do not have that inner confidence, um, my goal with that is to help you get that. So you can take the first step into deciding if freelancing is right for you. You might still be at that decision, like weighing the pros and cons. Does it make sense or does it not make sense? Um, and this will definitely guide you through that process. So thank you so much for joining me today, Cassie. Do you have anything else that you want to share?
2: No, I just, I completely agree with you. Take that first step. It's terrifying, but
1: it's worth it. It is worth it. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talking Freelance with freelance expert Leah Myers. Each Monday, a new episode is released. You can find us on all major podcast networks and at TalkingFreelance.com. It is the mission of this podcast to support you to achieve success. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast are those of Leah Myers only and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Upwork. Leah Myers is not an employee of, nor does she receive any compensation from Upwork.